Hey guys, welcome to the Audio Creator School, the soundcast about creating and selling audio products. In this soundcast, you will hear from successful audio creators of different genres who will share knowledge about how to grow your business with audio content. And today we have with us Andrew Johnson, meditation teacher and the creator of Relax, Change, Create audio streaming program. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Natasha, how are you? Good, good. Welcome to the Audio Creator School. So can you tell us about uh, some of your background and your uh, streaming program that you're doing right now? Sure. Well, uh, my background is that I, I, uh, I'm based in Edinburgh. I, I'm a, a Scottish-born therapist. I've been working with clients and corporate clients for the last 26 years. And as part of that process, I have always given recordings to individuals and the corporate market in one form or another. Uh, I'm old enough that I started on cassettes, <laughs> which I don't know if many of your audience will know what I'm talking about, but went into CDs, into um, MP3s when the iPod came out. And then uh, in 2009, got into the app store really early. And I had a, I've had a, a, a pretty decent lifestyle business with apps, mindful meditation, relaxation, self-help apps over the last 10 or 11 years. Um, so content-wise, these are meditation, guided meditations or? Yep, guided meditations, audio only. Um, and a variety of different subjects, some of them quite therapeutic, like stopping smoking or quitting drinking or pain control. Some of them uh, much more guided meditations about inner guides or visiting your, you know, helping your inner child or getting in touch with your creativity or your intuition. And a lot relatively basic meditation and mindfulness just to help people guide themselves down into uh, connecting with themselves. So a, a wide, wide range of recordings, but mostly you could group them together as meditation and mindfulness. Yeah, so you said you started this uh, journey uh, over 20 years ago. So you've been doing this uh, for a while. And yeah. <laughs> what kind of, uh, uh, what, what, like uh, what kind of business models have you, uh, have you worked with in, in growing this business? Well, traditionally, as a therapist, you would have recordings that you would give after a session. So it would be the easiest way to create audio. At that point, it was copying cassettes. Then when, um, when computers started coming out with external CD burners, I would create CDs. And then I got CDs professionally made, but again, always really for clients and occasionally for corporate clients, but never making a great deal of money at it because I was working as a, I was a working therapist. Right. But I've been, I've had a website for 20 plus years and I started selling the CDs. Uh, I got them professionally made, which you have to do in thousands, a thousand of each title. Mm -hmm. um, and the, a week after they were delivered, Steve Jobs announced the iPod and I thought, oh, 
oh, we're going digital now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I started gearing up to sell MP3s through my site. And that was a that was a a slow burn, so to speak. I never had the money to publicize it, but when I was getting when I was getting feedback of the MP3s, people really loved them. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, as as MP3s became more and more popular, people started saying, "I don't have a CD player." Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, so CDs just died. They just completely died. And then, when the App Store started, and that or the iPhone came out, and the App Store started, myself and my then business partner, who was he's a developer for for apps. We started releasing apps into the app store, thinking it was just another income stream, mm. just thinking it might it just might be something nice to have. And of course, we get in very early, and it really took off. So after two or three years, I then pulled out of doing corporate work and one to one therapy work to concentrate on the apps. So let me get this right. So when the app store first started. I don't even remember what time that was. Sounds like a long time ago. Two thousand and eight. <laughs> Two thousand and eight. Okay, that was only like twelve years ago, so it、yeah. wasn't even that long. But you know how much life and the world has changed since then. Completely. But but you you got in the app store early, and in the early days, you know,、uh, I assume you didn't need to spend much advertising effort.、Uh, how did、no. people find you in the early days? Well, when we our first meditation app went live, January two thousand and nine, it was the world's first meditation app. I've、it's, only just really started telling people that it was world's. It, let me get this right. It, it was、yeah. the world's first meditation mobile app in iOS. Yes, in iOS. <laughs> wow. We are, and there was. I think at that point, I might be wrong, but there was something like there was under thirty thousand apps.、Mm-hmm. And of course, it was brand new for a lot of people. So people were downloading anything. I mean, there was some crazy apps getting built at that point, and people were coding for fun and putting. It was a bit like the Wild West. Anything went. Anything that Apple would accept, people were doing. And so, I am very, very well aware that, you know, we've had a long success with the apps. Because they're good recordings, and because the originals were well coded, but also, there's no doubt we've had a long success because we were early in the app store. Yeah, because you were the early adopter of the app store. And how many、early、apps did、adopter. you? How many apps did you put out?、Uh, like, uh, just uh, so that people understand, these are like a single subject meditation apps. Like, give give a give us some examples of what single subject means. Well,、uh, so dealing with a specific subject like deep sleep, so like you, stopping smoking. Oh, so okay, okay. So you have an app for stop smoking meditations. Yes. Okay.、Uh, quite therapeutic, obviously. Now these were relatively simplistic apps that pay, played an one audio track. Yeah. And we would split the audio track into、uh, three or four different parts. The induction, the therapy section, and then give people a choice whether they wanted to fall asleep or wake up、mm-hmm. after the therapy section, and people could repeat the therapy section up to nine times. 
and and that worked really really well there was no apple had no in-app purchases they had no subscription service it was just put it in decide on a price put it out there and see what happened that was like selling for these apps are selling for how much two dollars two dollars three dollars yeah three dollars enough how many apps did you have like this well over the first five or six years we released well we now have 22 22 individual apps Mm -hmm. um because we thought well this is great that you know people are buying them they're using them for a specific purpose and we were building up quite a bit of a mailing list and we were just putting them out and, and we had a long long list of apps we were going to put out yeah and after i think the 20th or the 21st app apple sent us an email and said we don't we're not going to re- allow any more of these apps they are too basic they don't use the iphone to the best of its capabilities mm-hmm. um etc 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 and uh and we that knocked us back for about a year until we decided to build what was called a library app so again not subscription just uh an app that had a a a large selection of audio in it that people could buy as in-app purchases because apple had then created that system Mm -hmm. um but we then found unfortunately that because the the different subjects of the therapies were held within the app they were being it was very difficult for people to find them so we lost a great deal of the search capability with that okay so that app was built for ios it was never built for google and uh, it kept us going for a couple of years but we 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 sort of hit a we hit a, a bit of a wall at that point because we yep. didn't, although we were relatively successful, we didn't have deep pockets like, you know, the, 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 the big players that started coming in. Yeah, you, then you have, uh, you know, some like a really, really sophisticated uh, meditation apps started coming in. Of course, uh, but, Headspace being yeah. the first and et cetera. But, but I, I assume in early days, uh, a lot of uh, your sales was driven by search. Was that is that the case? I would think it was done primarily by word of mouth. I we see. were we were having a huge number of people who were getting in contact and saying, "I love these apps. I tell everyone about them." And because they're three dollars and because they work well, they they were you know they were selling yeah. pretty well. We also had two uh, very, very popular free apps, which were downloaded, you know, oh, a couple of million times. And that led to people finding out about the paid apps and buying them. Yeah. So, um, so basically, you know, the uh, content and uh, app landscape changed. Yeah. Uh, a bit. <laughs> a bit. In, in a few years time, uh, you know, uh, I I guess, you know, the subscription model was only started being popular, was first, uh, you know, popularized by the most of the video, video platforms like Netflix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
uh, now it's going into everything. It's a much more uh, popular business model in all industries. So well, absolutely, and and you know pre net, and I totally agree with you. Pre Netflix or the pop, the huge popularity of Netflix, you would talk about subscription, and people would have a difficult time understanding it. And now, when I say subscription, and they go, "What do you mean?" And I say, "Well, like Netflix, you pay a small monthly fee, you get all the content. You don't own it, but as long as you pay the small monthly fee, you have access to a growing catalogue, and people understand that completely now." Yeah. And understand that in many ways, it's a very good, it's a win-win solution for both uh, creator and customer. Yeah. So your uh, your new program is basically, you know, uh, I, I would say it's it, the the Relax Change Create is a streaming program like a Netflix model, but it's yes. uh, Andrew Johnson's content. It's and Andrew Johnson's Netflix for meditation. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, where, where, when, when did this, uh, when did this uh, idea start, uh, you know, germinating? That you think that this is the something that you you will transition to? Well, probably about four years ago, my then business partner um, and I had a, you know, we were both heading in different directions. Mike had his own career as a lawyer and a successful lawyer. And since the apps had started, he had started a family. So his, his, his way of thinking about our business with the apps was, had changed quite, quite naturally. These are, this is what happens. But because for me, it was the majority of my income, yeah. um, I needed to do something about it. So Mike and I, a couple of years, parted very amicably. I now have control of all the apps, but I always wanted to build a much bigger, more complex subscription app. I did realize and I did know how much that was going to cost. It was going to cost a huge amount of money mm -hmm. to, to, to build it. Um, and I wasn't sure I had the right sort of business that would attract investment. I talked to investors who seemed very happy to have a conversation and, you know, putting all the cards on the table, they were all talking about an exit strategy. Mm -hmm. Where's yeah. the exit strategy? And I simply don't run my business like that. This is my business. It's my voice. It's my customers. I value every single one of them. I, I, I hope they trust me and my content. And this is a lifestyle business that I can scale. And therefore, I was caught between a rock and a hard place when it came to what's the next app going to be? Mm -hmm. How can I do it? Where can I get the money from? Where can I raise the money? And then all of a sudden, last June or whenever it was, in the midst of lockdown. You found Soundwise. I, I found Soundwise. <laughs> Right. And I had, I mean, I think the first time we chatted, I had said that I had tried to build a small version of Soundwise previously, knowing that there was a market for it. But again, it was taking me away from my core business of... Which is uh, content. Which is content yeah. and and customer connection. Mm -hmm. Um 
when I saw Soundwise, therefore, it blew my mind because this was like, this was exactly the same as I had built, but 20 million times better. <laughs> mm. Mine was, you know, mine was so basic and so, now that I look back at it, it was so ridiculous. But, it, you know, that's why when I saw Soundwise, I instantly understood what could be done. I instantly thought, this is perfect. And I have never made a quicker decision about subscribing to a bit of software as I did with Soundwise. It was literally a, a two-second decision. So, well, first of all, <laughs> thank you for the endorsement. Uh, I'm, I'm glad this is working for you. Uh, so tell us, so, so you now created this uh, new program, streaming program on Soundwise. Yes. It basically, uh, if I understand correctly, it takes all your content that was previously selling in single track programs or, you know, single subject uh, app content as uh, maybe like $299. Yeah. And you put them together into a whole uh, a comprehensive library that people can yes. subscribe. Uh, like, a, what, what's the price right now? Uh, let me think. It is $10. A month. A month. 10 US dollars a month. I see. Uh, so, so, yeah. So, basically, people subscribe and they can get all these programs on the Soundwise app from you. Yeah. Um, so you launched this in the uh, in in 2020. This program, yes. Um, can you tell us uh, how did that launch process go? Uh, because this well, is this is, is like a flagship program. I, I assume you did some marketing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so I have because of my longevity in business in the same business. I have a pretty decent social media following. Yes. And a pretty decent mailing list. Well, where did where did that mailing list come from, by the way? Is that from your previous apps or? Yes, to a degree. As you're aware, you can't harvest email addresses from apps, mm -hmm. but you can ask people to subscribe to a newsletter. So okay. we did get. Oh, excuse me. We did gather a relatively decent mailing list. Um, to give you some idea, we had a pretty successful run with the apps and we didn't spend one penny in marketing. I, and I, I literally mean we did not spend one penny. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I had to learn some marketing quickly and I knew that I had a relatively um, healthy following and audience and mailing lists. So we started putting out feelers. We started announcing what we were doing. Mm. Um, within the app store, my, my current offerings of apps, we probably had 40 or 50 recordings. But I had another 350 that no one had ever had before in an app. So we knew we had a big bank of content and people were excited about it. Mm -hmm. um, and we launched August the 16th, having put out some little teasers, having put out some stuff to influencers. Uh, and we, we launched using Soundwise and 
um, we just kept going and kept pushing, and we we had a great two week launch. Um, then we pushed it again a month later, and we pushed it again, maybe a two or three weeks after that. Um, when we and and every time we release new tracks on it, because I'm trying to put two new meditations a, a month on. Every time we do that, we go back out to my existing audience and say, "Look, here's another two tracks," and that has been that has been um, responsible for a, a little bit of growth in in our subscribers. So uh, let me let me make sure I understand this correctly. When you release new tracks into your library, yep. you uh, notify your customers, uh, not your customer, but your e your entire email list. Yes. Who 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 may not have subscribed? Correct. And we 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 know in our email list who has subscribed and who hasn't, yep. and they get slightly different emails. Right. So um, can you can you tell us how that launch uh, like how how did that launch go like uh, it I mean if you don't mind sharing like how much did you do in sales in the first day for example? Oh well, I can't remember the first day, but there is there is something that you know that we also need to point out here. We we offered a lifetime purchase. Yes. We offered monthly yearly with a i think a 25% discount which is, seems to be standard and then a lifetime because i was aware that there were a lot of people who had been on the journey maybe buying some cd's maybe buying some mp3s maybe buying some apps and i didn't want them to think well what's next after soundwise right you know yeah what else do i need to buy i wanted to offer that to those people so in the first month, we did, I think, probably $70,000, something like that. That, that, is, that. that is including the lifetime sales. That's including the lifetime, yeah. And how much was the lifetime, sa uh, lifetime sale price? $200. $200 for people yeah. to uh, have all your content forever. Yeah. Including the Everything new forever. Yes. Yeah. So, so, I mean, this is a, this is a model uh, that I, I think it will, it will work well with uh, if, if you already have a, uh, a audience that you can reach out to. Yes. So, yeah. It, but it, it, did you, so, so you had a, you know, I, I think people sometimes uh, is, uh, you know, nowadays most people know that, you know, you should do uh, start the email list and uh, keep building that email list. Um, but also, uh, I think most of us, we don't pay enough attention into actually, uh, you know, keeping that email list uh, healthy. Yes. So um, what do you do with your, you know, as your communication with your subscribers or with your audience on an ongoing basis? How do I keep connected with them, yeah. do you mean? Yeah. Well, um, they really are connected to me because of my recordings. And therefore, whether they subscribe or not, we will send out at least one email a month just to say, hey, this is what's new. Uh, I am also doing a couple of other things. I'm doing two live meditations a day 
and have been for the last 320 days since the first lockdown. So I talk about that, where people can come and see me. Uh, when you say is, live meditation, how, how are you doing it? Is it I'm like doing it? I'm doing two on two different platforms. I'm doing a live meditation on a, a purpose-built live meditation app called Circles Live. Mm -hmm. And I'm also doing five days a week uh, on Insight Timer. Mm -hmm. So um, so those are the, how, like, uh, what role does those live meditations serve in your customer acquisition? Well, they are, first of all, uh, they are revenue generating, yeah. which is great. Another couple of income streams. But secondly, they are good for discoverability. Yes. So people come along to see me and they'll either think, well, this guy's rubbish or this guy's pretty good. And if they think I'm pretty good, they can follow the breadcrumb trail back to my website, which where they will see Soundwise, they will see Relax Change Create on Soundwise. Right. So uh, if to summarize, uh, if you were to give an overview, what are the like the biggest channels for new people to discover you these days? Well, um, the, the, the biggest jump in my social media numbers was when I started doing daily meditations at the start of lockdown. Mm -hmm. I started putting myself out there every single day on Facebook, on Instagram, talking about it on Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. And that, that gave me a big boost and a, a lot more, for the want of a better phrase, a lot more fans watching on social media and sharing on social media. That was, for me, that was a big shift. So that was like you doing live, like a, a streaming on Facebook or Instagram, yep. that kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. I would do eight o'clock on Facebook, 8 a.m. in the morning in the UK, Facebook. And then I would come off that and instantly go into Instagram and do it there for half an hour. So each half an hour. So basically that's your each. daily routine. Like other people go to the gym, you do live meditation. <laughs> yes. And uh, I... I you know, again, cards on the table here, Natasha. I thought I would do it for two or three days, and that would be fine. And I, I've, I'm now again. I think I'm at day three hundred and twenty-five. Uh, but I've moved from social media to actual revenue generating platforms now. Uh, although I have to say that on both the platforms, people can access the recordings, uh, the the live broadcasts for free. So. You know, it's it, I, I still feel as if I'm giving, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Um, the other thing that happened, of course, on Soundwise is we did have an ongoing marketing plan to really gear up pointing people towards Soundwise. Mm -hmm. And then because of the, the, the decent launch, the really good launch, we decided to go for the platinum option, which yeah. I know that is... is uh, something that I'm really excited about. So we we thought it would be better to take our foot off the accelerator with the marketing mm -hmm. and just let Soundwise continue to grow ever so slowly and slightly. And we are seeing good numbers. But when 
the white label app comes out on the platinum option, that's when we gear up the, the advertising again because uh, we didn't want to have too many people subscribed and then have to have them shift from one thing to another, even though the existing Soundwise offering will always remain. Yeah. People people will be able to access from Soundwise or the white label. So, yeah, so for people listening, if you're not aware of what we are talking about, uh, Andrew is talking about Soundwise's uh, Platinum uh, publisher tier, which basically involves we building a Y-labeled uh, mobile app, actually two, because it's iOS and Android, and uh, that will be completely under your own development account, and that will be under your name. But we take charge of uh, development, maintenance, customer support. So um, can you tell us like what's the what's your consideration in making this jump? Because you're already offering a subscription like Andrew Johnson's Netflix yes. <laughs> on, on, on Soundwise. Like, what, what's, uh, what's your consideration in moving to your own uh, Y label app? Well, there are, there are three reasons, probably more, but there are three main ones. Number one, ego. <laughs> I, it's nice to have it in the branded family of apps that I have. We are able to change the icon and tweak the colors and have the text. So that's number number one, ego. Number two, discoverability within the app store. Mm-hmm. Now, that in an app store that has four million apps in it, Mm. It's still taking a chance, but it is because it's there and we're able to tweak the wording specifically to the audience we want to attract, we will have some discoverability. And thirdly, well, um, the subscriptions at the moment are through Stripe. Yeah. And Stripe is a wonderful, seamless payment processing. Um, but there is an option in, uh, in the white label to build in in-app purchases. Yeah. And there's an awful lot of people out there, certainly on iOS, who find that process easier simply because they know how they can start the subscription and end the subscription if they choose to. So I believe that even though Stripe is magnificent and a huge company, that offering both a Stripe subscription and an in-app purchase subscription with Apple and or Google, excuse me, uh, gives people a, a choice. Yes. So again, just, you know, for people who are new to this may not have enough background in the subscription models or in the charging models of, of the app store. So basically the app stores have these rules that basically prescribes that if you are selling digital content, which is something that you can straightly consume within the app on the phone, uh, these purchases need to go through the app stores. Uh, so that, 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 that makes it kind of difficult to actually selling digital content straight in an app. So for the content, uh, for the audio programs that's, that are in the Soundwise app, uh, primarily 
you know, most of our publishers are selling still through the internet, through the web, right? So uh, you do your own marketing thing or you do your own marketing with your email list and people go to uh, sign up for your program on, on a website or through Soundwise, through a payment form. And they su subscribe or they just, you know, buy it straight out if you're charging one-time fee. And then people can sign in on the Sunwise app to listen to your content. But so still, you, 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 even just hearing me saying that, there is a lot of and then and then. <laughs> so, but with, uh, you know, what Andrew is saying is uh, if, if you have a option within that purchase subscription model, you basically people, you know, make one click in the app and they can immediately, you know, pay and uh, sign up for your program and get access immediately. So, you know, the, these days people all want instant gratifications. So th that's like a sig significantly reduced friction, friction to the sales process. Obviously you weigh that against the fact that in-app purchases, you know, uh, charges at, at least a 15%. Uh, the, according to Apple's new policy, that's that's for um, businesses making less than one million dollars a year. Um, beyond that, that will be thirty percent. So um, obviously, this is this is a balance of, of of choice that that you need to consider as a creator. So, but you know, <laughs> it's funny that you talk about ego. That's the number one reason. Well. I, I think I think I see it. Uh, I think I see it uh, somewhat differently. I do think that um, digital content is a asset. Um, it's the same kind of asset. You know, we are in a. It, it used to be okay. Ten years ago, the analog existence is the real life, and the internet is the internet. <laughs> mm. um, but more and more, you know, we are shifting into, I think the next generation, the boundary between what is real life and what is digital life is more and more merging together. And, and digital asset is, is no, you know, it, I would say it, it's like the new real estate. It, it's, a, it's the asset, it's the hard asset that's going to generate income uh, and, and rents for years to come. It's the new form of asset generating um, capital, you know? So um, I, I, I don't think most people realize this enough uh, to the extent, to the significance of this, uh, this shift to, to the digital existence and, and how significant it is to have a digital type of asset in the form of content under their names, so I, I you know, I don't, I don't think this is vanity. Actually, I, well, maybe a little bit, but you know, <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. But I think, it, I think, primarily, you are making investment in yes. building your asset portfolio. It's just like you're a real estate investor and you're going out and buying condos and commercial real estate. But that was the 20, yeah. 20th century model. You're, what you're doing is the 21st century model. It's, it's, that's put, that's a lovely analogy and I think that's perfectly put. Um, it's, it's, 
there is no doubt that we will be very happy not only having in-app purchases, but still having the ability to push people towards the website with Stripe. Yeah. And um, there will be different marketing tactics and techniques for both avenues. Yes. And also, you mentioned this a little bit at the beginning. You also have a corporate program, right? You have corporate yes. clients. So yes. how, how did that happen and how, how are you running that? Well, um, traditionally I would be going to visit corporate clients and doing a day's training with them and teaching resilience or mental well-being or relaxation, or in some cases, meditation and mindfulness. Uh, that has grown exponentially uh, not me because i'm i'm still trying to concentrate on digital but mm. the the there's an awful lot of people in the corporate market out there wanting meditation and mindfulness training right it's been so well accepted and certainly from my point of view there is no doubt that the covid pandemic has caused people to start thinking about their staff's well-being yes um and because I've got a range of these recordings that have been used in the corporate marketplace before, I was looking for another delivery system to, to, to put the recordings into the corporate market. And therefore, as we discussed earlier, um, I'm taking a second platinum option and building out a delivery system for the corporate and the charitable market. Um, so, so these will be meditation programs that you make for a specific company. Is that correct or? We will offer, we're still trying to work this out, Natasha, but we will offer a couple of bundles of recordings that we believe that are suitable for the majority of people. Mm. And we will offer for, uh, uh, if you like, our platinum option for it mm. would be dedicated specific recordings for a specific industry yes. or a specific charity um and we are gearing up for that launching probably march or april of this year so how are you selling these well um we're working out a strategy at the moment mm. um because of my sort of history in the sort of well-being world, I have a range of corporate clients that I'm sort of starting to approach at the moment. Yes. Um, we have been testing it through the Relax Change Create Soundwise platform, but uh, we, we knew that we wanted a dedicated back end, so to speak. We wanted a, a separate one from, we wanted to build a B2B rather than B2C. So yes. that's why the second platinum came up. Um, and again, I have to say, just repeating what I said earlier, because even the platinum option is, is you know, tremendously good value for experimenting with something. Mm -hmm. We are sort of building it before we start marketing, if that makes sense. We yes. know that the market's going to be there, but the luxury of being able to do it with Soundwise means we, 
we don't have to rush into making money back. We can we can gently go into it. I think that one of the things that works very well for me and my business is that we, we we tend to try and do things organically and let it grow the way it should grow. And I and again, I think there are going to be so many people out there in companies and charities and social projects that are going to be looking out for the well-being of their staff. Yes. And trying to find some solution. And we, you know, the, the recordings that we supply are not the full picture. They are they're one part of the jigsaw, but because they're delivered in native apps and it can scale, it's it's just wonderful. Yes. So uh, I'm also curious how did how did this whole corporate side uh, corporate meditation program started for you? How did you find your first uh, corporate clients? Well, in the early part of my career, I was just going and talking to everybody. Anyone that said, can you come and do a talk? I would go and do a talk. I volunteered for a, a charity and, yes. um, and a cancer support charity in, uh, in Scotland where I was working at that point, yes. very early on in my career. And because of that, I started making connections to health you know we have national health service over here yes. so I started working in the national health service doing some training mm -hmm. doing some relaxation training and then I, I just started marketing these day-long courses I used to call it the stress toolbox and mm -hmm. I'd go into corporates and deliver a day's training so sometimes I would do one day and sometimes they would hire me to do 10 days so you were marketing these day-long paid trainings uh, yeah. in your free events? Yes. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and again, we were never doing a great deal of them because we were running, you know, I was still seeing clients. I was, you know, I, and I didn't necessarily like the traveling very much. Yep. Um, and doing a day's training is, is you know, pretty draining. Um, and if I was traveling for it, it would be the day to get there, a day of traveling, yep. a day of training and a day coming back. So it turned out to be three days. Um, and although I've still done some corporate work, it's tend to be online now. Um, and, uh, you know, again, when the apps started really taking off, I pulled right back from the corporate work because um well as you know and i know and if you've just said so eloquently earlier digital is where it's at yes so yeah i mean but did you did this uh, i i can see there are so many other things so many business models that you can do with the digital content including working with corporate clients yes and i have to say one of the things that i'm really really looking forward to because because SoundWise backend is so stable and because Apple and Google do del the delivery of the apps, I am looking forward to being able to give away a great deal of my recordings to the charitable sector. Yes. And, and that really makes me very happy because there's a lot of people who could benefit and uh, it's really nice to be able to do that. That's great. And, um, you know, also, I know we don't, we didn't have a lot of time to talk about on the content side, 
But I just want to ask you also something I've always been curious about is、uh, you've been so you've been such a prolific、uh, creator. You have so many programs, and you do your daily, and you do your different types of trainings.、Um, what's your what? What would you say allow you to be so creative, to be so prolific as a creator? Any tips? I ask my audience, "What do you want?" and they tell me. Simple as that. Give, give, give us a, give us an example.、Uh, well. Um, so doing the live meditations, I will just get caught up in. I don't mean channeling. I just mean I will. I I become quite creative in the live meditations. Yes. And someone will say, "Can you record that?" And and I and then I get yes, yes, please, 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 and and so that becomes the next one that I'm going to record.、Um, there are. So I have got a list as long as my arm of recordings that people want me to do, and there are so many for children, for mindfulness, for mindful eating, for specific pain control, for hypnobirthing, for just so many. All the different types of phobias that are out there. <laughs> But I, I ask my audience, and one of the things, certainly on Facebook, because I've got a decent size of audience on Facebook. I would ask the audience what they wanted the recording to be called.、Uh-huh. I would, when we were doing the apps, I would do three different icons of、yes. our little brand icon, but three different colours. I would ask them which one to choose. Yes.、Uh, and they would choose the name. They would choose the icon, and and people would get excited about that. And so that for me, asking the audience is the best way forward for any content. Yeah. This、you've is got to、brilliant. have a little bit of an audience first. Yeah, well, still, you know, you've got five people. You can ask five people because this、Correct. this is really. I, I think people, you made、uh, just a side note here. If you ask people what this should be called, and they tell you, and this is saying they are going to Google for, so you have your search engine optimization done automatically、yeah. for you already. <laughs> Absolutely, and relax, change, create has been my. Uh, has been my sort of brand, my subtitle brand, for maybe ten years. So it, it seemed a natural thing to do to call that, you know, to call the new app "Relax, Change, Create." Yeah. Well, Andrew, this has been so much fun talking to you, and uh, uh, you know, this is an amazing journey that you are on as a content creator, and I just applaud you for, you know. Always like、uh, you're, you're, you're. You seem to be like so good at catching the wave of、uh, technology change and mix it with content, mix it with spirituality and your own brand of,、uh, you know,、uh, content creation. This is so inspiring, and thank you so much for sharing this. Thank you, Natasha. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for building Soundwise.